Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Hey, and a dude today. We had Midwest nice Girls dude. and a dude. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be Yes, yeah, push those things up. Um, we are going to be talking a little bit along with the season that we're in uh, about witches today. You know, everybody here is a little blurry. And so we just wanted to bring a side of the Salem witch trials uh, that you might not know about and connect it to what the Bible says about witches and warlocks and all these things that are actually mentioned in the Bi- scripture that maybe you missed. I think most people know that witchcraft is talked about, mm-hmm. but I don't think um, people know how much yeah. and like what it means and how people took it a lot more serious in history and in time. We've kind of uh, modernized it to not be so scary right. to an extent. Mm-hmm. I think um, Satan has whitewashed everything spiritual. Yes. Anything supernatural. Yes. He's like, don't worry about that. Yeah. To our detriment. Yeah. And even like there's even Christian writers who, you know, use things like magic in their fantasy worlds, yep. um, like C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien and, um, and many others who are, you know, prominent Christian figures. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, I feel like there is... We don't want to like shame you if you like, you know what I mean? How do I want to say this? Like you're not saying that C.S. Lewis is bad. Yes. Like Um, you can watch the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Or you can watch the Hobbit in the Lord of the Rings. Like there's actually like a kind of a. There's some beautiful parallels. Yes. uh, Between uh, like the, the Lion Witch and the wardrobe is literal. The first, the, that's all about. It's Christ. based on Christ, mm-hmm. um, you know, so things like that. So this isn't us shaming you. This is a little precursor. Um, well, I know the, one of my favorite lines in that movie. I think one? I got it right. Oh, I, I think Lucy mm-hmm. and Aslan's there, mm-hmm. the line. And I, I think Lucy or one of them says something about, is Aslan a good lion? And... He, they said, yes, he is a good lion, but he is not a tame lion. Yeah, he's yeah. a lion. And it was just kind of cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. There's a line from Prince Capsvian, that one, that I wish I could remember so much. But it talks about basically how like um, Susan lost her child. They're referencing childlike faith mm-hmm. and how she lost it. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could remember it so bad because um, I just remember hearing it and just weeping. I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Similarly, I took the, when I was worship director, I took the team through a book called How to Worship a King. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole chapter they hit on. And they talk about how he is the lion of Judah and how would you approach a lion? Mm-hmm. Not flippantly, yeah. very um, like fearfully and wonderfully. And that's like how we need to approach our Lord. And mm-hmm. especially if you are like have the task of calling others into that worship field with you. And that's, this can go to other ministries about well, any way you serve, but we were, you know, we were the music team. But I remember that we all just kind of sat back and went, huh. It was, it was just a, like a Time light out. bulb moment. Yeah. yeah. Time out. Wait. <laughs> and it, uh, another thing, <laughs> when me and Diane first got married, we'd go to a lot of zoos. And I can't even remember what zoo this was at. And uh, just like you have the Lion of Judah, but you also have the devil who ro- is like a roaring lion mm-hmm. 
prowling around to seeking who he can devour. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was at the lion's um, ca- uh, cage or whatever. Den. <laughs> the lion's den. And um, I was just looking at it, and the lion's just kind of looking at me. And I'm not saying I was that close, but I was probably within 10 feet of the lion. And all of a sudden, the lion roared. Oh. Mm. And I could feel it. I could feel the, the roar. And that's what how a lion gets its prey. It scares it, it scares them. It, it just that split second where it uh, immobilizes them with fear, or or shock or whatever, and then he can. That's just enough time for him to move. And I remember I thought it, that the whole thing came to my head when I was standing there. It was like it does. It, that that took me a took me aback a little bit. It's like wow, yeah. that was mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so we're going to talk about a few things and we're kind of off track a little bit. <laughs> bringing it <laughs> back. We're bringing it back in. Um, so um, I do you, want... Oh, go, go ahead. On. I'm sorry. I have a quip. Very go, quickly. Do your quip. For our sponsor, if you don't want to look like a witch, <laughs> order Toops & Co. with our group code Midwest Girls 10 coupon code. I can't talk. Our coupon code Midwest Girls 10 and you will not look like a witch. You will look beautiful. <laughs> da, da, da. Okay. Do it. Um, no, what, all I was going to say to kind of like tie up the kid part because I know it's like such a hard thing for parents. I, I Like where do you draw the line? And Meg sent a podcast, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. I don't Alicia Masonheimer. There you go. And I liked what she said is basically... They, I don't want to say allow it in their home, but like they allow those movie certain movies as long as it doesn't blur the lines of good and evil. Yes, and so that's where we draw the line. It's the yes. best, ho- it was the best podcast on Halloween I've ever heard as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like there are ways to, you know, it was actually All Saints. I'm not going to get into the history of Halloween. Please check out her podcast. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to release it again. Felicia Masonheimer. I think the the podcast is called Verity. I want to I want to look it up. So mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. No, all I was going to say, because I know, like, in the world where there's also Harry Potter and things like, you know, things like that. Yeah. She allowed that because it's very clearly good good and and evil. evil. Yeah. So that's one that we allow in our house, but we do not actually allow the boys to watch anything past Infinity War. And we uh, actually, if you watch Infinity War, the Marvel movie Avengers, um, that's where it starts to kind of look blurry because he's trying to... uh, um, demolish people in a e- very evil way, but he's but he's saying it's for the good of humanity. Yes, that's a blurred mm-hmm. line, and you know that's about as much as we ever have let in our house with the boys. Yeah, the Marvel Marvel is going in. A yeah, really Marvel has went downhill after that movie. For anyway. sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, the podcast is Verity with Felicia Masonheimer. You got to. Go, you're probably going to have to go back quite a bit, but if you are interested in hearing the Halloween podcast. Go back to like October of last year yeah. and you'll find it. I yeah. It's really good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to say, Stevie? I was just going to go off on Thanos, but I'm not. <laughs> what a I'm going to just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> we, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't even touched <laughs> what we're seven, talking about. Only seven. Only seven. But here we go. We're going to read it in. We're going to talk about witches and Midwest dude is going to lead us in the conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and we're going to chime in. Trust yeah. you. We promise. I just thought we'd give a little background on witchcraft and stuff in the Bible. And I, I asked Leanne and Megan to read a few things, but yeah. 
I don't want to get bogged down with a bunch of reading, but there is some really good stuff to read. And I thought maybe it'd be good if Leanne just kicked us off with witchcraft and sorcery. Okay, so witchcraft here from the Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary is the practice of witchcraft or divination was a means for extracting information or guidance from a pagan god. Mm. The word describes the activity of Balaam, the soothsayer or professional prophet who was hired to curse Israel. That's Numbers 22, 7, 23, 23, and Joshua 13, 22. It also describes the woman at Endor who brought up the spirit of Samuel. All the major prophets condemned divination. That's Isaiah 44, 25, Jeremiah 27, 9, 29, and 8, and Ezekiel 13, 9. Just to piggyback on the Witch of Endor, I can't remember what, but it was sort of like, I'm going to say she raised Samuel up, which first off, it was con- they were condemned to do this. King Saul goes to the Witch of Endor mm-hmm. and says, hey, conjure up Samuel, would you please? Mm-hmm. And Samuel actually appears, hmm. and he says, what are you doing? He says, I told you what was going to happen. Nothing's changed. You're going to your your kingdom is going to be taken away from you, and it's going to be given to another, and that another was David, and actually that started the Davidic line, and that's where the line that Jesus came from. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. anyways, that's why a lot of times in the Bible we'll talk about the son of David. Yeah. De- he'll actually Jesus will describe himself as the son of David. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I believe. I did not realize that. I don't know how I missed that. I mean, I knew the change from Solomon to David. Yeah, he. Saw, but I didn't realize it was a witch was but, used in yeah, the, that and process. Yeah, she and he disguised himself even, and then mm-hmm. she realized once she brought Samuel up that it was the king, and she was like, "He's going to kill me because Saul <laughs> had condemned it in Saul the land." Condemned yeah, it. Right. and That's then he sought it out himself. Yeah, and there's uh, a little pot. The, I'm going to call it, describe it as a pot. I, it's not. That's not the right terminology. But they have ar- uh, archaeologists. Archaeologists. Ar- yeah. Archaeological. Help me with that. <laughs> archaeologists. Oh. Yes, have found him. <laughs> all over. I'm not going to say all over, but in, uh, they were. They're finding them all over the place in Israel in different sites where they're digging, mm-hmm. and they're thinking, "Wow, this is another one." So, what like we're talking about is this was rampant, mm-hmm. and if you go clear back to Deuteronomy and believe 18, is. Um, you could give a list of things. God gave a list of things. Do not do these things when you go into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Stay away from this. And maybe if Megan can find it, I thought I had it written down somewhere, but I guess I didn't. Um, maybe she could touch on that real quick. Uh, uh, Deuteronomy 18, the abominable practices. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it says at uh, verse 9, when you come into the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. Who, For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. Okay, do you want me to keep going? Uh, not unless you think it. I think should. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's What's interesting is why is so this stuff is real. Is there Is there charlatans? Or are there fakes? Of course there are. Just like anything else, there's charlatans and fakes. All pick, over. Pick an industry. Yeah, you pick it. Right. Yeah. 
But God wouldn't be telling his people not to do these things if it wasn't a legit reason. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he knew what they were ta- what they could tap into mm-hmm. and he because what they could be tapping into he created. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they were Canaanite gods, but they were also spiritual beings that God created from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so... They just anyways. weren't idols. There were actual liturgy gods behind those idols, spiritual beings with some sort of power. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's saying stay away from them. Do not give yourself to them because mm-hmm. what I have learned about demons, little, you know, spiritual beings, is they're very much about authority. Mm-hmm. And if you give them that foothold, then... Mm-hmm. They have the right to work in your life and never really, never for your good. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback, oh. sorry, did you have something, Leanne? Well, just since you were reading from the Deuteronomy 18, you have sorcery starred right here. And it says sorcery was apparently practiced by the worst of the kings of Israel and Judah. Yeah. Yeah. Even the kings <laughs> were doing it. Manasseh. The worst of the kings. He was, uh, I can't remember. There's what King Manasseh was one of them, and there's there's several Ahaz, others. Ahaz and Jezebel. Yeah. Well, Ahab. Ahab, sorry. But uh, yeah, there is an Ahaz. But anyways. Was he good or bad? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I do want to go back. Like if you go back and you see some of the 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 idols, a lot of times one of these idols, regardless of the size, their mouth would be open. And why was that? Yeah. Because, and I'm not. I think I got this right is because they would carve these idols, whether it be out of wood, gold, silver, blah, 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 didn't matter. Um, then they would do the like a, an, a ceremony to invite the power to fill that idol. Ugh. And it, mm-hmm. that's why the mouth was open. Gross. And the many, many times they would even lay food at the, at, at the foot of the idol and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or human beings. <laughs> yeah anyway yes but anyways it was it was you name it they did it Mm -hmm. and they're but they're no different than what we are today Mm -hmm. you know yeah and um so anyways so that's a little bit background on that um Mm -hmm. you can see this through different cultures and history the celtic culture is huge in this and you can see it in saint patrick's story where he, when he was kidnapped, was actually going to be sacri- one of the blood sacrifices for this this uh, little G-God. Mm-hmm. And the Celtic culture, a lot of them would sacrifice their firstborn child for a good harvest. Uh, yeah. And the things, like how they sacrificed them was morbid, and it was just laying them in the, the carved-out hands of this... Uh, this uh, sculpture thing and it it would be um, like a metal or something and it would be hot and it would be like just burning them like that's what they do that sounds it's more that that's how evil it is Mm -hmm. yeah usually it was bought bale or molech yeah yeah um i don't know about the celtics god but it's uh, like an offshoot of then they would it's very similar to they would do whatever they could to drown out the 
the wailing. Yeah. But anyhow. It's like whatever, like different cultures have the same little G gods. And I believe it's like almost the same God in every culture. The same spiritual entity behind yes. it. And it's yeah. just a Craving different name. that worship. Yes. And it's just a different name in each culture. It's that repackaging of an old new old idea to a new thing. Each, yes. Each uh, century or whatever, however long it is. Yeah. And I, again, I just want to go back to these were beings that God created. Mm-hmm. And he created them with free will, but unlike humans, we have free will. We can choose yes, Jesus, or no, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when those spiritual beings like seraphim, cherubim, um, you name it, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sons of God, mm-hmm. but uh, when they chose, they relinquished. Everything they yeah. they had the ability to choose, mm-hmm. but they did not have the right to choose like we do. No, right. and, and they don't have redemption. Yeah, and that was they do not have redemption, right. and that was that's one of the things that the Bible even talks about the angels stand in awe mm-hmm. over these little jars of clay mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah, right. Like they 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 marvel at us, like they don't understand. You know, they don't understand the free will factor mm-hmm. and that too, how then, we have it. And then why the God would willingly give up yeah. to to provide a pathway for us to live eternally with him yeah. through his son, Jesus, again. I think yeah. it has to do with that ignorance, though. Like, the, he created us, Adam and Eve, and then there was this ignorance of being the deceived <clears throat> To where, is it not close enough? Sorry. (laughs) To where, um, oh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Adam and Eve, original sin, they picked it. Yes, it was the ignorance. I I don't remember where I was going with it. It It's great. No. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't, I really don't remember where I was going with that. I'm sorry. That's sorry. That's why I whispered. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. No, it's all right. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's just fascinating to me. I mean, the God, the sin thing, yes, but there's so much more. The the when Adam and Eve fell, it didn't just cr- break. All of creation was corrupted mm-hmm. through the sin. Not just the humanity, but literally the earth, everything, the universe, the mm-hmm. heavens, all everything was. Cr- Cursed mm-hmm. and begun yeah. b- begun a slow decay mm-hmm. yeah. because of the sin problem, but it will all be rectified. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Are you going to talk about the tree of life, Leanne? I, th- I honestly, <laughs> it was something with the ignorance and how the free will. It was like that was an an extension of I don't know. No, it wasn't about the tree of life. Okay. I don't know. It's okay. We recently talked about it. That's why I was wondering if that was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was an act of mercy that he spared us from the tree of life. Because yes. I think that that's how the angels are. They're obviously divine um, beings, and they can live forever. And that's mm-hmm. why they can't be redeemed, because they've seen the glory of God, and they've rejected it. Yeah. When they've fallen, that, yeah. that is. Mm. So that's yeah. not, that's what I'm trying to say. And with man, it's not like that. Like, we have a choice. We haven't seen that glory, but we can get to that point of seeing it through Christ. And then before in the, you know, creation and everything, 
I think that's what I was trying to say. That's yeah. good. That yes. is good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me. You're yeah. welcome. I'm glad we kept beating it to death till you got it. <laughs> I'm getting it out of you. We're getting it out. <laughs> yes. but, so I just thought, um, so just like the, uh, where were, the Israelites, and they had those cycles of drawing near to God, and then they would drift away, mm-hmm. and usually they would get involved with different gods or whatever, and then God would... Send a judge. Send a judge. Would mm-hmm. Send a... Prophet. Something, prophet, yeah. or uh, maybe something or else to wake them up. <laughs> or you both. Know. They really needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Plague. <laughs> but, so, anyways, it's just what I was wanting to point out was that, and then before we get to that, Megan, could you read a couple of those things? One of the things that when we start to get into the Puritans... Is many of the I just want to point out that many of the things that the Puritans were dealing with, the people in the Bible were dealing with a lot of those things also, mm-hmm. and um, so again, it, it's when you hear the term "nothing new," there's there's not a whole lot new. I mean, we, we just have these cycles of, as human beings of of we draw near, and then maybe the next generation following the the generation away. that was hot for hot 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 for God, <laughs> if you want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. The next one, yeah, but they're just a little bit more cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, they just begin that slow drift over time, and then God eventually tries to wake them back up, mm-hmm. one way or another, yeah. and He'll do that in our own lives. Yeah. So, Megan, do you want me to read Luke? Yeah, Luke eight okay. and nine and can't quick to forget all right so eight luke eight twenty two. that's jesus calms the storm start there okay one day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them let us go across to the other side of the lake so they set out and as they sailed he fell asleep and a wind storm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in danger and they went and woke him saying master master we are perishing and he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this, that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jeez. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. 
And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had got had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Mm-hmm. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. So we just wanted to, wanted to point out that here was a man that we don't even know his name, and um, but God, Jesus went to him. He pursued him. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to point out where Jesus restores, the enemy tries to destroy. Mm. I mean, here's a guy that was sitting with chains, and chains couldn't even hold him. He wasn't, nobody even wanted him. He was in a, basically living in a cemetery amongst the dead bodies. Amongst the tombs. Amongst the tombs. And Jesus went to him, and the the area was called a Decapolis, which which is ten cities. And, um... I don't know why Jesus allowed to listen to the demons and allowed them to go into the pigs. And then he didn't listen to the man. He says, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. He says, no, you go and tell what we did, what God did for you. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is if you ch- go a couple pages over, that same area, Jesus comes back months later, and he, he has one of the biggest miracles is he feeds 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. I do not... I don't believe that would have happened. <clears throat> happened if he would have went, if the man would have went with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But by staying behind and telling everyone mm-hmm. what he did for him, word had spread. That kind mm-hmm. of um, it pushed it out, lit a fire. It like yeah. it g- wait a second, spread the Jesus news. is coming. Mm-hmm. The dude that just healed this guy, healed this guy. Who was I know what he was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I just, that's such a cool story. And yeah, you might be wondering what's that got to do with witches, but it's just a cool story. There's but, a demon <laughs> involved. Uh-huh. There's a demon in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's spirits so, in there. And yeah. yeah. Um, now, Megan, Luke 9, please, 37 and 43. Okay. Okay. Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him, and behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. That's the one I was trying to talk about before we started. You know, and um, the reason why we're doing all, I'm having Megan read these things and even Leanne read what she read. Mm -hmm. Just trying to establish that the stuff that the Puritans dealt with is real. It's in the Bible. It's real there also. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just was trying to draw a parallel. Is that what that would be? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. He threw himself in the fire, right? Mm-hmm. And he cries out. Well, I don't know. It, oh, let's look at my 
No, I don't think this is the one. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You literally just read it. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. I had to even look. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So that was Jesus. So now we're going to move on to Acts, and we're going to touch on some of the things that Paul dealt with. In Acts um, 8, starting at verse 9 through 24, do you want me to read it, or you want to read it, Megan? No, go for it. I can look it up on my phone. All right, I'll start. Uh, Kylie, you you look up Acts 13, 4 through 12. I have it right here. Okay, go ahead. Acts 13. Oh, you got 13? I'm going to do nine. Do you want me to have nine? I'm going to do eight eight through nine. I got this one. Now, for a time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he, was, because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed, but when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the, the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John for them, or sent Peter and John to them. Does anybody want to? They're doing great. Yeah, no, no. Does anybody want to touch on why they... They bring out Samaria. Mm. I'm just trying to find where you are. Because the Samaritans and the Jews were, were, did not get along. So for them, for them to hear that Samaria has received the word of God, they, what? Dad's giving me signals on what to read and I forgot we're videotaping. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Um, And I still don't know what he said. He, it would be uh, kind of a big deal and maybe uh, even, even rustle some feathers uh, yeah. from the Jewish side. Like, what? Yeah. Even they are worthy? Mm-hmm. Because they were like, they didn't think they worshipped right. They just, they yeah. were, they there's even a faster route. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he's like, they would, go here. they would, <laughs> to piggyback on what Megan was just saying, yeah. if, you, if you were a good Jew, you would, wouldn't yeah, walk there. through Samaria. You would go clear around, mm-hmm. way out of your way, yeah. just so you didn't have to walk through there. Mm-hmm. And then this triggers my mind where Jesus actually ministered to the Samarian, Samarian woman at the well, mm-hmm. which that, that's an awesome story. But that's anyhow. My, that's one of my favorites. That shows uh, the difference between legalism and grace yes. right there. Yeah. And here's like, it's this like, okay, what in our life is our Samaria? Like what are what do we walk around because we don't want to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you. Well, you don't. I know it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to read? Because nothing I, yet. I'm okay. not done. When they arrived, they prayed for them. Okay, remember Peter and John came. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Then, and when Simon saw that the Spirit was given 
at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me this ability also, so that everyone on whom I, I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness, and pray to the Lord, perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart, for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon said, pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Mine says the bond in, of iniquity. Say, uh, what was that? Bond for I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. So, yes, me. Hmm. So here, I wanted to just point out that Simon was a sorcerer, and he had a a, a lot of people following him. And he, but the the God of the Bible showed up in some area wherever they were at, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit came on power, and people realized we're following something false. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I just that was another thing I wanted to bring out. Kylie, I would like for you to read Acts thirteen. 4 through 12. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues for the Jews, and they had John to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar Jesus. <laughs> he was with the proconsul. 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 Can I stop you for a Did second? Did you give me all the ones with the weird words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not reading this one. <laughs> Good job, Kylie. <laughs> Do you want me to stop? Nope, keep going. Oh, you told oh, me I you put you your hand stop. up and you said stop. No, I was just saying, I'm glad I'm not reading oh. this one. <laughs> Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence who summoned Barnabas and Saul, and they sought to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed him, seeking the turn, the proconsul, away from the, from the faith. But Paul, who was also called Paul, or Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, you son of the devil, you, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy or villainy, villainy, no villainy, villainy. Yeah, that's right. It didn't sound right when I first read <laughs> <Villainy>. it. <laughs> villainy. <laughs> you, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for t- a time. Immediately mist and darkness fell upon him and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what he had occurred. When he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. <sighs> wow. <I'm good. laughs> I don't remember that story. What I wanted to bring out on this is, I don't remember again, this was uh, somebody who's practicing ma- uh, magic or whatever, sorcerer. Paul didn't shy away from them. He, he dealt with them head on. In the, head on in the power and the name of Jesus. It's all about the name of Jesus. 
And um, because I'm going to tell, I'm, we're going to read a story of what happens when you don't have the name of Jesus, mm. and um, it can get kind of rough. <laughs> right. And there's this one other thing that I I don't know if I wrote it down, but I want to talk about it. And that and I'm going to read Acts 19:13 through 20. Okay. Megan, do you want to? Oh no, go for it. Leanne, you want to? Oh sure. sure oh sure. sure. What was it, 19? I'm tapping 19, out. 19, <laughs> 13 through 20. 13 through 20. Okay. <clears throat> Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Hmm. What was it? Keep going. Um, through 20. Thank you. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest were doing this one day the evil spirit answered them jesus i know and i know about paul but who are you then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding when this became known to the jews and greeks living in ephesus they were all seized with fear and the name of the lord jesus was held in high honor many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds a number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. That must be a lot. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. So what, again, the name of Jesus was the, I mean, the, the demons recognized. Jesus, we know. We know who that is. Mm -hmm. And we've heard of Paul. We don't know you. Right. Yeah. And that means the seven sons of Sceva did not even have, they weren't a, a believer in Christ. That's Otherwise, right. they would have known. That's what I was going to point out. It was like they, they wanted the power of Jesus, but without the authority mm -hmm. of Jesus, of Jesus being the authority in their life. Right. That's why they didn't recognize like. But how powerful that that forced so many people to bring out these scripts or scrolls to be like, we're not following this anymore, and they burned them, no yeah. matter how much they cost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to, if I get the lady's name right, Kate Von D. Kat Von D. Kat Von D. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, Kat. Mm -hmm. And Praise the Lord. That is exactly what she did. That is. She took her books, and I. she it's even had a, all the names of them. I can't remember them. I don't even know who this like, is, but I've seen oh, it. Millennials yeah. should remember. She had this show on TLC for years. It's about tattoos. About her tattoo shop. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I'm pretty sure she talked about how she, you know, all the weird things she was doing. She might not come out and full out said she was a witch, but you could definitely tell she was not a Christian. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. it was rough. Mm. Darkness. Darkness. I mean, you could guess by her appearance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She had several books, and she got rid of them she she threw them away and um it was i seen her get baptized yes and um it was pretty good did you see that Liam? i did see that yeah uh, you know very cool no i can't remember if it was before or after but the pastor who baptized her said welcome my sister or, or mm -hmm. you know something it was just kind of a cool moment it was a tender moment actually and what's interesting is is i think the church that they were going to or belong to you think oh it's going to be some hang from the chandelier which i don't know for sure 
but it looked to me like as a very liturgical church. It looked very traditional. Yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, because maybe she was just like, I'm completely done with that, and Anything like, but she was would looking you for think solace w- in like the the beauty and peace, and peace of the gospel. Yeah. But yeah. would you say, or could you, I, that what she was practicing, or even some of the things we read in the Bible, I could see that the appeal of because to me there's a lot of liturgical stuff in the dark side mm. that they're doing yeah does that I mean, make sense I, yeah, i don't know if you guys if you would agree with that it, or not i get what you're saying because there's a lot of like incantations and uh spells and it sounds weird saying but these steps. are real there's all kinds of steps and mm-hmm. um because there's also a way to work your way up the ladder Whatever God creates, yes. Satan creates a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If God does these things for worship, Satan's going to flip it mm-hmm. and make create worship for himself. Yeah. Now I don't know the story of how that how she got to that point though. Do you? No, I wish I um, did. I did. What too. I got out of it just that she renounced it. Yeah. yeah. What I got out of it was that she started having a family. Uh, I, I read that she had, I, I think it took a while that she had just had started researching Christianity. I don't know what prompted it, but a lot no. of the time, is it not when it's about people you love mm-hmm. yep. and especially, you know, like parents and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. You know, I mean, she, she was involved in a, Christianity is a power religion and you know really what she was involved in was a power religion mm-hmm. but she decided to go to the greater power religion mm-hmm. which was which, and again it's it's Jesus it's about a relationship yeah so i just wanted to share those things we give you a little bit of a background on old testament real little some things in the new testament so now i thought we'd just cycle towards the things that were the puritans were dealing with Mm-hmm. And um, and I was thinking, why? And the Puritans honestly believed they were like the Israelites. Mm-hmm. They were coming, what they considered their their promised, promised land, land. Mm-hmm. And to purely practice their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where they landed was probably one of the few places where it would have been friendly, because I think there the Indian tribes were. The Wampanoags, or something along that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the king's name, or the, the the chief's name was Mass Massasoit. Yeah. I could have this wrong, but I think That's we're right. fairly yeah. close on that. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, that what, was like, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, and You're William right. Bradford, which who was one of the leaders, if not the the greatest leader of the Puritans, said the friendship that we developed with the those the tribes and the Indians was that they, they saved us, mm-hmm. and then you can get into Squanto and mm-hmm. uh, some others, but it was um, invaluable to them because I was and and they had I think I read somewhere where they had the longest running peace treaty ever, like over fifty years of peace with the the Indians, and they would actually mm-hmm. when the threats would come, the Puritans would go and help. I could go off on a story. With about Miles Standish, but I don't think I will. I could, but I won't. <laughs> but uh, it's just, they just 
thrived <laughs> together. You know, they, they admired each other and they learned from each other. Mm-hmm. Probably you could say the Puritans uh, learned maybe more just how to live off the land and stuff, but yeah. there were things that the Indians also were learning, mm-hmm. the Wampanoags especially. But as time goes on, the cycles of how we just operate, well, Massasoit's son rose to power, and his Christian name was Philip, King Philip. And and that's where it goes into the King Philip's War, which is where, um, I can't remember his name, but the son basically rallied other nations of Indians against against the Puritans. Mm-hmm. And it just started off as this war for maybe a year or two, and it was a very violent war, both sides, lot, lots of, anyways. Through all that, though, God's grace came, and the, the war settled down and everything. But one of the things I wanted to point out was, so you, if you were living at that time in that area, I was just thinking, like when the sun went down, how dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just how dark. Scary. Yeah. And you think, hey, I'm going to go over to my buddy's house. Well, first off, it wasn't probably that close. <laughs> right. And yeah. maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. But just, yeah, they had probably lanterns. fires or lanterns. Torches. <laughs> but it was just, I could just see where you could convince yourself of a lot of different things. Yeah. And um, yeah. and that's where we're going to pick up where the, the um, what they what the, the writers of this book light and the glory believe was yes king philip's war and the, and it did wake up the puritans again and drew them back to god and then and, but the once again it began a drift and the and the clergy at that time was even real, realizing look guys we you guys we're starting to drift we're we're doing things or we're allowing we're dropping our guard so to speak mm-hmm. and um so that's where I thought I would just start in, and if I, you know, get to reading too much, you guys stop me. Or, <laughs> <laughs> As the 17th century drew to a close, so enfeebled had the affluent Christianity of the Puritans again become that the supernatural manifestations of Satan's power, occultism, witchcraft, poltergeist, phenomenon, demons and mischief, on and on and on, were coming out into the open, which has begun to hanging out their shingles, as it were, letting it quietly be known that they could cure warts and straighten toes and mix love potions, all white magic for the come-ons. The, the black magic, the hexing, the cursing, the spellbinding would come later. And the gullible, the unwary, the hopeless turned to this source of power, and more and more people began to come to the knowing ones, for advice and counsel. As their influence grew, they become bolder until there was almost an acknowledged competition between them and the local pastors. And all the while, the demonic activity increased to the point where scarce, scarcely a village existed which did not have at least one house that was beveled, bedeviled by haunts. Mm. So, mm. and I thought... There was when I was reading that, I was thinking of something that you were bringing up, hmm. and I don't remember what it was. But, uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's the podcast's uh, tagline. Yeah, we I don't, don't remember. remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Scarlet Letter. No. 
Was it with the witch oh, house? The desert portal. Oh. Is there anything you, you would want to tie in here yet? I haven't well, listened to that yet. That's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> the um, would it be like with how they were seeing those things happening? Yeah. In the culture there. Yeah. Okay. Like it just shifted. Yeah. Well, that that that's a point. It, it, it doesn't matter if you don't have anything. That's fine. We'll no, go keep, on. keep going. We'll talk my <laughs> okay. memory here a bit. And then it's all started out as uh, William Moore's house was like one of the central areas. It's actually called a, new, a town called Newberry. Okay. And, um, okay, I'm going to read this part. This is the, this is the uh, author's right of the book. They're talking here. As we read these ancient accounts of some of the things that happened, we frankly were stunned. Cases of demonic possession or poltergeist phenomenon were nothing, were nothing new to us, but never had we heard of a whole towns literally infested with investable, <laughs> infested with invisible beings or anything to compare with the intensity of their malevolence. Oh, boy. Oh, they were a rough bunch. And God had allowed it as a warning to shake the Christian settlers out of their acute spiritual apathy. To pull, to tie the desert portal thing. Well, he went to the porta pot, and he it, when he went in, you know, there were some people there. But when he came out, it seemed like there were so many more. more. And then they were all starting to shift from normal clothing to wearing like cloaks and stuff. And he described them as like the best. He said it didn't. It, he goes, it didn't look like this, but this the best way I could describe it is like a dementor from Harry Potter. And then he's, but then what got him out of it at the end of it is what that part of the passage made me think of when he tried to make break away. There was like all these different little, um, Oh, like what, like traps, I guess. Like there was guards and then there was like this barbed wire thing. Then there were like these tombs and it was, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, the only thing that got him out of it is he kept saying, um, it was like I believe I believe I'm in follow, Jesus. I'm going to go. I'm following the way of Jesus. I'm following uh, yeah, the way Jesus, of Jesus. yeah. And he That's at right. that point had been his. He grew up as in a Catholic family, but he goes, I didn't really follow him even then. And he goes, I didn't have really a relationship. I didn't even know if I really believed. Like, and he that. But he used it. But he used it, and name. it worked. Yes. It's all about the name. <laughs> yeah. All throughout the Bible. When Jesus would heal, who, who, by whose name were you healed? It was about the name meant so much, and the name is Jesus. Yes. In the night, he, Morris, was pulled by the hair and pinched and scratched, and blows that fetched blood were sometimes given, given him. A little boy belonging to the family was the principal sufferer of these molestations. Mm. For This is an actual written account by one of the... Actually, this was written by Cotton Mather. A little boy belonging to the family was the... Okay, I read that. Uh, <laughs> Steve, molestation. Book. What's that? I have a children's version of this. I want to read yours. Mm-hmm. For he was flung about at such a rate, they feared his brains would be have been beaten out. That's made me think of the little boy in the in, where, in Mark or somewhere where in he kept Luke. falling in the fire. In the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the knives which belonged to the house were on were one and a half... One, after another, stuck into his back, oh. which the spectators pulled out. The poor boy was divers, was divers times thrown into the fire. Mm. I'm 
I'm assuming that means several times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And per pers persevered from scorching there with much ado. Once the first, once the fist beating the man was discernible, but they could not catch hold of it. And another time, a drumming on the boards was heard, which was followed with a voice that sang, Revenge, revenge, sweet revenge. At this, the people were being terrified, called upon God, whereupon there followed a mournful note, Alas, alas, we knock no more, we knock no more, and there was an end of all. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It is. But in the in instances of possession were as violent and tenacious as any we had ever heard, read, or heard of. The 13-year-old daughter of John Goodwin of Boston was such a difficult case that it actually took weeks of battling to gain her deliverance. And the final struggle was won only after several ministers fasted and prayed at, the length, at length together. Mm. When we went into prayer, the demons would throw her on the floor at the feet of him who prayed, or she would whistle and sing and yell to the drown out the voice of the prayer, and she would fetch blows with her fist and kicks with her foot at the man that prayed. But still, her fist and foot would always recoil when they came within an inch or two of, her, of him, as if rebounding against a wall. At last, the demons put upon her, saying that she was dying. And the matter proved such that we feared she really was. For she lay, she tossed, she pulled, she, just like one dying. And then one particular minister set himself to serve them, the Goodwin family, in the methods prescribed by our Lord Jesus Christ. Accordingly, the Lord being besought thrice in three days of prayer, with fasting on this occasion, the family then saw their deliverance perfected, and the children afterwards, all of them, not only proved themselves devout Christians, but under the praise of God, reckoned these afflictions among the special incentives of their Christianity. Wow. Mm. Wow. One of the things, this is kind of old English, and some of the words is like, I'm not sure what they were talking about, but um, this made me think of years ago. I watched a movie called The Exorcist. I've never watched it. I've never watched it. Oh, I did. I, you did, Lee. Oh, Mom made me. I did. No, she didn't. Mom made me. No, she didn't make me. Mom but she was like, we should watch this. We should watch this. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, actually, I might have sent you guys something about uh, Walter Martin doing a critique of the of the movie exorcist mm. 50 years ago i guess there's a new version of it coming out it's um, not a new version it's, it's a, like new, a new it's like a play it's like a second mm -hmm. kind oh, yeah. of thing it's like playing People. off of it I, yeah I, I, an ad came on and, and i didn't want kids. the ad and it was so scary that's what i said i was like i don't want to see that we talked about it in staff meeting right yeah. <laughs> oh man scary yes it was very good or, i mean it was i did not like it i haven't watched Oh, that and Halloween did me in for scary movies. <laughs> I, I don't really like but scary anyways. movies. We're at 55 I can minutes. Walk. If we, we're at 55 minutes. If we, went, we haven't talked about the witch trials and how this all ties in yet. I'm building my case. And we have like nine kids downstairs. Okay. So what do you want me to do? I think whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you. What other info you want to read? Okay. <laughs> One of the most diabolical things that this onslaught of demons and hell's angels was that apparently they often assumed the form of innocent good people in the town as they went about their foul practices mm. framing them as it were giving rise to accusations against these innocents and fomenting 
all manner of jealousies and hatred. This became so great a problem that Increase Mather and a conclave of ministers warned civil judges throughout the Bay Colony not to accept such testimony as the basis of conviction for witchcraft. Mm. Fascinating. I can't imagine how real that must have seemed in that very simple time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the things that they were witnessing as far as the the witchcraft and oh yeah I like us were more not that they weren't aware about it but I don't know what I want to say here but it's just kind of like it's a it would it almost seems like it's a big deal no matter what time but it's almost like it seemed like an even bigger deal then yeah. does that make sense yeah like we're kind of desensitized it, yes I it think would that's still be terrifying but it's like Especially if it's happening in your family, but it's like you hear about it other places and you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you would think maybe it's so just me. <laughs> or it, you feel like it would be so simple to recognize, mm -hmm. like, in such a simple and, you know, trying to achieve this pure yeah. life with a Christian yeah. walk that would be like, this stands out, really. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I've watched, like, a guy, like, start, like, like doing things like that while mm -hmm. people were praying over it. And I'm like, I think he is possessed and they are literally praying out this, this demon. demon. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there in a circle and I'm like, huh, hmm. this is crazy. Is this real? Is he actually faking it? Like, there's just like, yeah, I don't know how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I remember not being worried or scared, yeah. but I remember thinking, I remember think, leaning almost more towards he's faking it. And isn't that so bad of me? But I'm just like, so... Well, and I could there's see no how... Way. In like, that pure, but like, I believe it now. The Puritan culture, how it would be easy to be like, well, I have something against this person, so I'm going to start accusing them. Yeah. And that's what right? happened because... The witch trials, that's what happened. Know, oh, yeah. The, a lot the, of it. The framing was part of, the, part of it. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back to you are living... In a wilderness, mm -hmm. at that time, I think yeah. everybody in Massachusetts could have fit into Yankee Stadium. So let's say roughly 50,000 people. So, yeah, Massachusetts isn't that big of a state. Right. But when you're 50,000 people are spread out over out. that, that's mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot. You know, mm -hmm. so and here you are. Puritans, mm -hmm. you came from a, a place that basically hated you they mm -hmm. they were trying to do everything they could because they didn't white, like what you stood for mm -hmm. and so then they come here yeah, and then you know things begin to happen so mm -hmm. i i'm not saying that we need to there were there innocent people probably hurt and condemned and killed yes yes mm -hmm. yes but the thing i want to really bring out is there was only, I mean, I've seen anywhere from 27 to 21 to 22 people um, hung. Killed. One person was crushed to death. Mm -hmm. I can't, they call it, I don't remember it was what a, they call like it. The, the one stones? man. Yeah. 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 The and, um, it took him three days to die. Yeah, that would have been yes. terrible. That would have been terrible. But, um, so, and at the same time over in Europe, there were witch trials going on and 500,000 people were being killed during and it lasted i'd want to say centuries mm -hmm. years oh, this yeah. lasted months mm -hmm. and and I, I can't remember the, the exact months i got like 19 months in my head 
I'm not saying I'm right about that. But would you, would you want to share how they ended, Leanne? You remember? Oh yeah. Well, you said sent this really great video on how it was the Christians who started standing up and saying, "We are not following the biblical way of convicting people." That that was we're basically accusing them of things that they can't prove mm -hmm. that has happened. They um, were going. They were accusing off of speculation. Off of speculation and dreams. Dreams, and yes. Stuff. So yes. it was the Christians who really st stood up to the tyranny of these witch hunts mm -hmm. and said, we cannot continue to start just kill people. Yeah. Yep. And when you look at it more, the it was like the wealthy against the Putnams, which were like the voices of like the farmer people. Mm -hmm. And so there was like a divide there. And if you look deeper, the Putnams actually were the ones that filed the most accusations. Like it was like so one was person specifically, specifically had like a hundred different like ac accusations but not all of them went to trial kind of thing no agenda there yeah no kid no, exactly and it's just like oh you know it was just a lot of it turned into like just this political point finger so i can get rid of my enemies in, in their eyes and yes in their eyes in their eyes right yeah and then i just wanted to finish up because you Kylie, a couple things I'll read, and then we can wrap up. Mm -hmm. the, witch, uh, the witchcraft trials were stopped when the clergy prevailed, and those guys were John Wise, Increase Mathers, and a guy named John Brattle went to Governor William Phipps to curtail them. They were convinced that the proceedings were not in God's will and that the whole land had been gripped by a spirit of vengeance, mm -hmm. which was kind of what she was just saying. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing wasn't completely dispelled until Samuel Sewell um, put up a petition on the uh, petition put up by Mr. Sam Sewell on the fast day, January 14th, 1697. Samuel Sewell, sensible of the, of the re <laughs> reiterated strokes of God upon himself and family, and being sensible that as to be as to the guilt contracted upon the opening of the late commission of Oyer and Timoner at Salem, he is upon many accounts more concerned than any that he knows of, desires to take the blame and the shame of it, asking pardon of men and especially desiring prayers that God, who has unlimited authority, would pardon the sin, that sin and all his other sins, personal and relative, and according to his infinite... Benign, oh boy, is infinite goodwill and sovereignty <laughs> not visit the sin of him or any other upon himself or any of his, nor upon the land, but that he would powerfully defend him against all temptation to sin for the future and vouch him the efficacious saving conduct of his word and spirit. Man, they talked different. Yeah, they uh, did. Guys, what I he was imagine. basically saying was... <laughs> It's Let's my fault. I take responsibility. <laughs> I Please forgive me. Mm. And um, the petition was like a breath of fresh air through the whole of New England, as if someone had thrown open the front door and let the air and sunshine in. Others were led to make similar public repentance, and the New England and New England shuddered, as, as if she had awakened from a bad dream. I would say that would be such a terrifying. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. 
time to be first off in Massachusetts. I feel like a woman, mm-hmm. especially. Yeah. I think they'd look at my hair and go, "Which?" <laughs> well, that it's just like is bedeviled. Well, some of, <laughs> in, um, well, some some of the of a, a podcast I was listening to. I think uh, the first like three women that were accused: Sarah Osborne, Sarah Good, and uh, uh, to to I can't Tibua? say it. No, t- I can't say it. It's like um, she's from, a, she was a slave of one of them. Mm. Um, and part of the, part of like the uh, description of a witch is being ugly. Yes. And so they were the look of the wit- a witch. Yeah. because. Or they'd call it the mark of a witch. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, uh, the devil's mark or something. Yeah, because yeah. they d- deemed them ugly. Wow. Yeah. wow. And they weren't part of the confirmed church because they did believe, as Puritans, they believed in predestination, where, like, if I'm understanding correctly, the pastor basically is the one who deems who is uh, mm. predestined, and that's how you get confirmed into the church. Yeah. And, all, and the ones who are confirmed in the church, I think that's the only way you're allowed to go to church. But then, isn't it? Or is, I know everybody in the community is expected at church, though. So I don't, that's what I didn't understand 100%. But isn't that interesting, though, if it was that way? Man. Like, oh, you're not actually one of the predestined people that you, like, it is a demand for you to come to church. Because if you don't come to church, we're going to think you're a witch. (laughs) And then some some of the stuff I was reading, you know, we make a joke about, oh, witches on brooms. They were actually... They, there is actually accounts. They didn't touch on it in this book. They talked another, about it on the podcast. There's another book where they talk. Uh, they were flying. They, they were flying on poles. Yeah. And it was got so heavy that they were literally, they said they were flying during the day. And it's, yeah. I don't know. I But in another podcast we listened to, The Desert Portal, mm-hmm. there were people flying in that that this guy swears he was, was seeing. And mm-hmm. we don't, I don't know. But anyhow, it's just fascinating and interesting yeah and the, was it a tragedy yes but you know what's cool is people of faith stood up and said hey man we're doing this all wrong mm-hmm. right yeah and so people were willing out. to listen who was in authority yeah and humble themselves and say yeah. i made a mistake mm-hmm. yeah so what yeah. started out is like maybe a cooling like you were talking about hot and cool for the lord that those things started really creeping in the real very real conjuring spells and witchcraft that we can glean that oh yeah i forget where i was going with that i did it again (laughs) well you can glean that my way of thinking is sometimes things happen that god allows Mm -hmm. to wake us up yes Mm -hmm. and um they're not pleasant at all yeah i mean who would want to go through that i mean that's a that's a very dramatic circumstance yeah. or events but there's smaller things in our individual lives that god lets pass through his hands mm-hmm. to wake us up yeah. it kind of made me i don't know why this came to mind but it kind of made me think of when israel demanded a king just taught that in life boys. <laughs> it's just because they know. wanted to be like the other nations they wanted yes. to be like the other nations <laughs> and, and, and it's god just like to be god's like king. okay well here you go and look mm-hmm. what happened. And he told him what would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an example of him giving people what they actually think they want. And well, Romans one talks about that. Yeah. He'll, turn, he'll basically say, look, okay, this is what you want. 
this is the consequences, but here you can have he, what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. he will give them over to that. And people yeah. get really tripped up on that today even where there are modern day witches still today. And mm-hmm. it's very... It's getting more and more prominent with like new age stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to be very on guard about these things. I know at, we all like to watch those window screens. And I don't know if you noticed this on YouTube yet, but mine actually like because I watched so many of like the music with the fall backgrounds oh, and yeah. stuff, okay. mm-hmm. um, the ambiances. Yeah, um, I'm starting to get a category popping up on my um like what you would like and it's literally a category called new age oh how funny i haven't gotten that yeah weird i got it weird (laughs) it's on mine (laughs) yeah no good yeah guys i don't know this is a not i'm not me i don't know i this is so interesting how it pops up in basically every historical account i mean pick a country pick a culture and Mm -hmm. you're gonna see something yeah so I would, I guess for our modern day is be on your guard. The devil prowls around, like Steve was saying, like a roaring lion to devour you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think I said it in our last Blurry co- podcast, stop making yourself numb to these things. Like, why is it that every October, everyone wants to think about this stuff? Yeah. Maybe just kind of, oh, maybe it is real. Well, okay, guys, I'm not saying it's real and it's good, but like the evil side of it, but supernatural things. We know if you really get down to the nitty gritty of your life, you know that you are both physical and spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why do we keep focusing so much on our physical health and just kind of leaving the spiritual Mm -hmm. up to chance? Mm -hmm. And we're saying that you don't need to leave it up to chance. There is a very real God who loves you. And there's also a very real enemy who hates you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And his name Well, the enemy is Satan. The God who loves you, his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you can be saved this very moment. And you like, it's okay to learn these things. Like we said, to differentiate between the light and the dark. Mm -hmm. Do not give the dark power or glory in your life, but be aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't dabble in it. Like don't take these things lightly. Like, uh, like Ouija boards or anything like that. Those are just like a foothold into uh, enemy Mm -hmm. territory and opens you up to, yeah. To possibly going down this path, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, and that's how it starts out. It's like, oh, well, I'll read my, my Zodiac sign or yeah. whatever. And you kind of like start thinking, oh, wow, there's something to that maybe. Yeah. Um, it's a slippery, it can be very slippery. Yeah. Slippery slope. Part of the research for the witch trials, the girls, the young girls, it said that they were uh, dabbling with fortune telling. Mm-hmm. Probably in with the beginning love stuff. What's yeah, the they they the guy even drama. said assuming to uh, figure out who their future husband, husband. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, total girl stuff. There's that mm-hmm. saying that says the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Like that can imply that to the spiritual. Yeah. Like oh, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Soon you're deep in it. Yep. And then you end up like Cat, who's like, I don't want anything to do with this. This leads mm-hmm. to death. And Get me yeah, out. Yep. Saved by Jesus. Well, good one. First Chronicles sixteen eleven. Seek the Lord continually in His strength, or no? Seek the Lord in His strength in His presence continually. Mm. First yeah. Chronicles sixteen eleven. Mm. Wow, there you go. that was that was really interesting, guys. Yeah, a lot there, a lot to unpack. Maybe it'll inspire you to go do like your own. 
I know because they were all, <laughs> I was working all day today. I was so busy, um, but they're like talking back and forth because we normally do. And they're sending all this stuff. I'm like, I want to go home tomorrow and get to catch <laughs> up on all of this because this has inspired me to relearn that history. It's, it's fascinating. It's, it's not easy to find um, non-satanic witch stuff. <laughs> That, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just uh, like some of the stuff I kept looking, like I was reading in this book. Okay, well, where, where's it? It's not easy to find. It was, uh -uh. I mean, some of the stuff. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy against, but it's just you're, you're going to go have to weed through a lot of other stuff to get to the things like okay, this is coming from their writings, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't need to hear how somebody else is reading the writings. Yes. Mm -hmm. this is from their own hand. The things that I was reading. 80% of the things I read out of the book today was writings that firsthand experiences or that the people were involved. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. All that right. was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Hour and 11 minutes. Cool. Did one. It? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we hope you got some good nuggets. But remember, we are not the main source of anything <laughs> please go to your bible <laughs> and go to the lord yourself and seek and um you know uh, discover him and his word i mean all this stuff we've been talking about i keep going back to i mean i've been a christian quite a while 30 years and honestly i'm more excited about um my faith and uh the things of God than I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's real. It's, um, it's available. Yeah. If, you know, one of our, a mutual friends of ours has a T-shirt, I'm going to say it again. If you're, Christian, if, you're, if you're a Christian and your life is boring, you're not living it right. Mm -hmm. And that is true. Yep. Right. I, I yep. agree with that. I agree with that. It's like the meme we send each other. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. on the roller coaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But we love you guys. And until next time, we pray the Lord blesses you. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.